God can find anybody else to operate and to give, but you would be the one missing out by not getting into this cycle, into this rhythm, this lifestyle of sowing and reaping. Because the seed, guys, the seed itself contains power and potential to multiply. Just think of a seed. It might not look like much, but when planted, that little tiny seed carries enough power in that seed to actually shoot deep into the ground. It just needs to be sown. The King's Council helps you discover, develop, and deploy your God-given talents and abilities. In order to leave a legacy, you need to live your legacy of excellence through the five power pillars, mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, and financial. Now, our programs are specifically designed to give you the blueprint and strategies that you need to gain an edge in the most important areas of your life. Join us in creating the next wave of kingdom entrepreneurs and become the CEO of your life by visiting King's councilcoaching.com and connect with one of our team members today. High performers, business owners, CEOs, entrepreneurs, I am calling you out. March 25th and 26th, we are hosting the next Become the CEO of Your Life event in Kenosha, Wisconsin. These are high-performance two-day events. Really, more than an event, these things are a true experience. So if you're looking to level up your relationships, accelerate your business or your career, or maybe break through those barriers that have been holding you back, then this is a must-attend event. Text CEO to 727-472-3860 today for more information. Again, text CEO to 727-472-3860. We'll see you there. All right, all right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the King's Council Podcast. I'm your host, Riley Meek, and we're continuing on this topic of money. We've been diving into these kingdom money principles. We started last week on sowing and reaping. So I got a couple more episodes that I'm going to lay this out for you guys and really just the importance of this concept. Last week, I did mention just a couple things that will actually hinder a harvest because when we sow, we sow expecting an actual harvest, but there are some things that can actually hinder a harvest. And I'm going to, again, just read 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 10 here. It says, And God who provides seed for the sower and bread for eating will also provide and multiply your resources for sowing. Key point there, your resources for sowing and increase the fruits of your righteousness. So that key point, guys, is God is not in the harvest giving business. He's in the seed giving business. Okay, I'm going to say it again. God is not in the harvest giving business. He's in the seed giving business. And as I mentioned, one of the things that hinders a harvest is sometimes we may be eating our seed, right? Like God gives us seed to ultimately sow, but we end up eating it ourselves. We're keeping it for ourselves, or we think that if we give it, then we won't have enough for our needs, right? So the other reason for a hindrance of a harvest would be we simply aren't sowing. We aren't doing our part in this kingdom principle, Again, guys, this is a kingdom principle that if we sow, we will reap. 
And I mentioned this last week as well. And I want you just to think about this. I mean, I think about this a fair amount, but do you guys ever wonder why so many Christians are struggling financially? Think about that for a second. If it's God that supplies all of our needs, why are so many of us financially struggling? Why is it like always this turmoil, this strife, like just the grind, there's the hustle? God has given us these kingdom money principles, and he fulfills his end of the bargain every single time. So it's not God that's the problem. He's not up there saying, I'm not going to pour blessings out on you. He wants to actually, but we have to do our part. It's our problem. There's a reason we're not fulfilling our end of the bargain because God has the power to do anything. We do know that, right? So he's calling us to actually step into these principles that are so clearly, well, maybe not clearly, but they are laid out in the Bible. And I believe that's part of what we're doing here over these past few weeks and these weeks. And again, the books that we're in the process of writing here is helping people understand these kingdom money principles. So I really truly believe that the reason people are struggling financially, it's not because of a lack of harvest, but of a lack of sowing. And if we simply trusted God and we actually put the principle that we're talking about into practice, that would absolutely solve the issue. It would. It would solve the issue. The problem is we don't trust God to meet our needs, and we end up falling into the enemy's trap. So we're afraid that we don't want to have enough for ourselves. So when we go to gather our seed, we end up saving it. We keep it stored away. We're holding on to it so tight. You know, I'm referring to in the Bible, it talks a lot about storehouses, but that's a modern day version of our bank accounts. We're so held up, like I can't go below this point in my bank account because I'm uncomfortable, right? Or then I start to worry. Then that tells me that your faith is in your bank account. It's in what you can do, not what God can do. So I'm going to challenge us on these concepts here again over these next couple of weeks. And I really believe that another strategy that the enemy uses to hinder our harvest is that doubt and that unbelief. When we start to actually operate in this process, and hear me on this, because when you start to operate in this process, you're going to have doubt and you're going to have unbelief creep in. It's one of the enemy's greatest tools and tactics. And we end up ultimately giving up too soon. And we start to think, well, my harvest must not be coming. So this sowing and reaping principle just doesn't work. Right when your harvest is about to happen, we become frustrated and really start to change our confession from a confession of faith to now words of doubt and unbelief. Believe it, guys. Our words are so, so powerful. So you can be sowing, but your words of doubt and unbelief can come in and destroy that harvest. Okay, James wrote to the church in chapter one in James here, starting in verse six. I'm going to paraphrase it, but he basically said, if I see you doubting, I'm going to sit you down and I'm going to tell you not to expect anything from God because you're like a wave of the sea, right? You're blown and you're tossed by the wind. If you're a believer and you're a doubter, when it comes to looking to God for your needs to be met, this is where we have to level up. We can't continue to confess and declare that 
we're going to be faithful for something and then give up too soon. So think about the words that you're using. What words are coming out of your mouth? We know there's such power in the words that we speak. So if you've planted a seed, do not give up too soon because of your doubt and unbelief. Your harvest might be just around the corner. You just got to keep that faith and continue to confess with your mouth. Now, if you have yet to plant the seed, you guys know that we talked about tithing a couple of weeks ago. If you have not listened to that episode yet, please, please go listen to that because we're not talking about the tithe here. We're not talking about sowing and reaping with the tithe. The tithe is above and beyond. Okay, that's where everything starts. The kingdom money principles, that's where it starts. We tithe out of obedience and that ultimately opens up the window of blessings for us. Okay, that's in the book of Malachi. So again, if you haven't listened to that episode, make sure you listen to that because that's where it starts. And then once you've tied, now we can start to look for places to sow above and beyond. If you want to see blessings flow into your life, you got to learn to first off, listen to God and ask him. We can actually ask him, God, where should I sow? And then ultimately be obedient to that voice when he tells you to do so. Remember in Deuteronomy 28, verse 1, it says that if you listen to the voice of the Lord and do all that is written in his word, all of God's blessings will come upon you and overtake you. But unless you're willing to obey his voice, blessings aren't going to overtake you. So we got to obey the voice of God. God's orchestrating a master plan here in your life, in my life, in our friends' lives, people we don't even know, their life. There's a master plan here. And when he sees one of his kiddos going through a tough time financially, and then he also sees another one where they have the finances to actually help, he's looking to use us. He's looking for us to be willing. Just ask yourself, are you willing? Are you making yourselves available? So when he actually prompts you, you may be the one that's possessing more than enough right now. So you have the ability to give. You've put yourself in a position to give above and beyond. And then there's the other that's experiencing that lack. Either person, if God calls you to give or the person experiencing the lack in that process of you giving, both of you are blessed. One in the giving and then one in the receiving. That is exactly how the kingdom works, guys. I hope this is making sense for you. One thing I just want to be clear, God can't use you in this grand master plan He can't use you if you don't make yourself available and you listen to his voice. If you're not making yourself available, he'll find somebody that makes himself available. He'll pass over you and he'll go on to plan B. And if that person doesn't make themselves available, he'll go on to plan C. And one way or another, God will meet that need. But he wants to use you. Listening to this right now, God wants to use you. But if you're not making yourself available to be used, you are the one that's going to be missing out. God can find anybody else to operate and to give, but you would be the one missing out by not getting into this cycle, into this rhythm, this lifestyle of sowing and reaping. Because the seed, guys, the seed itself contains power and potential to multiply. Just think of a seed. It might not look like much, but when planted, that little tiny seed carries enough power in that seed to actually shoot deep into the ground. Think about this. 
in order to shoot into the ground, you or I, we're going to need a shovel. We're going to need something to dig. But a seed doesn't need that. A seed doesn't need any force other than the seed itself. It just needs to be sown. And once it's sown, as the roots start to dig down, there's still enough power in that seed to push a tiny little plant out of its shell. You know, the roots going down, but also that plant start to shoot upward out of the shell, fighting its way through that soil until it finally pushes through to the surface. Where does that power come from? Power enough to cause both the roots to shoot down, but also the plant to push through the soil. I mean, it literally comes from that seed operating within the laws and the principles that God created. And again, guys, this is a kingdom principle. This is a kingdom money principle as well. The seed just needs to be planted. And then God's principles, these laws that he's created go to work and we don't have to do anything else. We have to plant the seed though. We have to be the sower. As powerful as a seed is, if it goes unplanted, it's useless. As powerful as a seed is, just what I literally just ran through with you guys, it just needs to get sown into soil. There's a difference between good soil and bad soil. We'll get to that eventually. As powerful as it is, if it never gets planted, it's completely useless. And Jesus actually tells us this. He says that the power and potential in a seed will never be brought forth if it's left unplanted. The harvest actually dies within the seed. It's wasted. It's in John 12. It says, I assure you, most solemnly I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and it dies, it remains just one grain, right? It never can become more than that. But if it dies, it produces many others and yields a rich harvest. Are you guys getting this here? A seed unplanted contains power and potential, but it never exercises the power and potential unless it's planted in the ground. Okay, it contains it, but it never exercises through the principle, the laws, the God-given laws. It never exercises it unless it is planted. God provides seed to the sower. Again, 2 Corinthians 9.10, God provides to you seed if you are a sower, but until that seed gets planted in the ground, he's not able to multiply it. This is our part that I'm referencing, guys. God wants to. You can have anything and everything, guys, if you just operated in these principles. God will multiply your sowing, but if you aren't sowing, he's got nothing to multiply. If you are not sowing, there's nothing that he can multiply. And a lot of this, guys, comes back to our heart. Everything, really, truly, the disposition of our heart, if we're holding on to, if we're so tight-fisted, God's just saying, hey, let it go. Trust me in this process. If you have that, that feeling of maybe I should give to that person. I've done this a few times in my life. Man, I'll just even give you an example. This has been a number of years ago, but I remember I pulled into downtown Minneapolis and we see homeless people you know, a fair amount. If you live in a city, it's just kind of a common thing you see. And then you also hear then the stories of, are they actually homeless? For stories of people making six figures by posing as homeless, then they live in a beautiful home in the suburbs. So it's always this tough situation, like, do I give? Do I not give? And I've struggles with this myself of like, God, I want to make sure that I'm sowing into good soil. So 
speak to me, Lord. May I be just sensitive. Every morning, that's just a prayer that's like, Holy Spirit, I just want to be so sensitive to you. So if you give me that prompting, I want to be ready. I want to be ready to make that actual move, to act on it right then and there. There's a stoplight and I pass through and I felt that. I was like, I have to give to that person. All the one ways in downtown Minneapolis is a pain in my rear to circle all the way back around. But I had to circle back because I felt that I was supposed to give. Now, what happened from there? I got no clue, but I know that I did my part. And I know that that was a seed that God was able to then multiply. So if we do this, guys, if we can start to do this, God doesn't even need to concern himself with multiplying your harvest if we're actually sowing, if we're operating within these principles. Because a seed sown automatically multiplies. The seed multiplies independently because of sowing. And reaping is a law that governs the earth. So if you plant a seed, you will see a harvest. This doesn't just apply to money. I mentioned just the power of our words in the start of this. It can be, what are we speaking? Are we gossiping? Are we talking behind people's backs? Are we sowing negativity? Are we sowing curses over people, over our spouse, over our kiddos? Understand that this isn't just a money principle. This is a principle. What you sow, you will reap. So be careful. Be intentional. Not even be careful. Be intentional. Talk on purpose. Start to implement that into your life above and beyond the money principles, and you will see how your life will start to change. What you sow, you will reap. If God can get us, his children, to sow more, the harvest automatically takes care of itself. And I believe that God wants to bring a mighty harvest to the body of Christ right here, right now, today. I believe there's a shift happening within the world, a shift in finances that it's happening. And he's looking, he wants to be able to pour out his blessings, but we got to do our part. We got to sow. You don't reap and then you sow, you sow and then you reap and then you continually sow and then you reap. Okay. We are simply a conduit. We need to be a vessel for how the kingdom operates here. We got to sow the seed. If you have a need, plant a seed. (laughs) Kind of cheesy, but if you got a need, just plant a seed. God already put his laws on this earth. So if we start operating them, if we can be a sower versus holding on to our seed that's unplanted, your harvest is only going to be that seed. I want to make sure you heard me. If you're holding on to that seed and you never plant it, the only harvest you're ever going to get is that seed. I believe that's the biggest problem here within the Christian community. I mean, it's unfortunate, but we are, if you look at religions, and I ain't talking about religion here. I believe a true relationship with Christ, it is a relationship. Other people may classify this as a religion, but this is a relationship. But the Christianity faith is one of the most struggling financially, and it shouldn't be that way. Again, if our heart is in the right disposition. This is, again, just one of my biggest pet peeves within the Christian community is a lot of us will say, we're going to pray for people, but so few of us are actually stepping up to the plate and taking action. One of my biggest pet peeves really is if somebody in the Christian community or in the church has a specific need that they're asking for, and they're saying, hey, will you pray for me? I mean, we're talking about money, so let's just talk about it financially. Will you pray for me? I need this financial breakthrough. Get the details on that because us just saying, oh, I'll pray for you. That's great. We've got to pray. That's our connection with God. But all the while, get the details on that. And you might just be 
the one that has the means and the ability to fulfill that prayer request. So rather than just saying, oh, I'll pray for you, which I don't even believe that people actually do that because I used to be that person. It's like, oh, I'll pray for you. And I never even think about it one more time. But if we actually ask another question, like, what is it that you need? Oh, 500 bucks? I don't need to pray for it. Why would I pray for that? I can just do it right now. Let's do it. And I believe this is something that God is testing us in. Are we willing to actually act? Do we really truly care? Are we willing to ask another question that might take us down a path we don't want to go? Because we don't want to make ourselves available, vulnerable, we'll call it. But at the end of the day, God's just saying, bro, if you just step into this, you'll never have to worry about anything. Just step into these principles. This is actually another situation that happened to me back when I think I was like 23, maybe at the time. And a coworker of my wife was actually, they were servers at a restaurant. This gentleman, he was working his tail off, picking up all these extra shifts because him and his wife were looking to go on a missions trip. They felt that they were called to go on this thing and they paid for the trip. They were set to leave in a few days, but because of the added expense, they were a few hundred bucks behind on their rent and things that were coming up here when they were going to be out of the country. And so he reached out and said, Hey bro, we just like pray for me. We're short on funds this week. And you know, he gave me the story. I mean, right then and there, I was like, okay, I have the ability. It's like a few hundred bucks. I don't need to pray about it, dude. I have the ability to actually just cut you a check. What do you need? By no means am I saying this to be like braggadocious, but what I want this to be is like, we need to just put ourselves in a position. Do we want to be used? First off, you always got to listen to God. This is not, this is not an invitation for everybody to come and ask me for money because I'm going to seek God and seek counsel on this before I just want to give willy nilly, right? We want to sow into good soil here. But if you have that ability and you feel God like, bro, just sow into that because you don't know, you don't know what's going to happen above and beyond that. And the cool thing is, is you don't have to be worried about it because you did your part. You sowed the seed. I felt the number before he even asked me for the actual number, which was above and beyond because I knew that God is not a God of just getting by. He's a God of more than enough. And I'm sure some of you guys have some stories like this. If you just thought back, either you were the recipient or you were actually the one to give. Or if you've been the recipient now, let's move into that situation to now I can be the giver. Now I can be the sower in this. I want you to understand that the power in a seed. So right now you may be struggling financially, but if you've got 10 bucks in your pocket and you hear God tell you to do something with it and you don't plant it, then that 10 bucks is all the harvest you're going to have. But if you were to sow that $10, if you felt that's what you're supposed to do, Again, not willy-nilly in this, but you got to be seeking God. If you're not plugged in to the source, then it's going to be hard to hear him. But that gut feeling so many people have, that's God. If you felt like, man, I just need to sow this $10, that may be God saying, hey, I want to get you to pay your rent this month and $10 ain't going to pay the rent. So why don't you sow that seed and obey the voice of the Lord when he tells you to sow? So if you feel like you don't have any seed right now, or if what you have is not enough to meet the need, then chances are it's intended to be used as seed versus your worldly immediate need. Okay, somebody else might need that right now. So be intentional. Ask God to speak to you. Because remember, a seed that's planted is one that can actually grow and one that can actually multiply. You cannot multiply what you hold in your hand. But if you plant it, God can multiply. He is the God of multiplication. We'll see you guys on the next episode. 
Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the King's Council Podcast. If you loved what you heard, give us a follow and a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcast. You can also watch this episode and much more on our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash King's Council Coaching.